You're listening to The Voice. Benvenuti a Leuven. Leuven, New York. Добро пожаловать в Leuven. Bienvenue à Leuven. Willkommen in Leuven. Leuven에 오신 걸 환영합니다. Welcome in Leuven. Hello, Leuven. We are The Voice on Radio, and we are one more time here at our studio after a long time. So, lucky for us, we were able to record some of our shows from home, as you notice with equality. Matt, we are back one more time here at the Radio Scorpio studio for our live shows every week from 5 to 6. I'm Nicolas Rojas, I'm the radio manager for The Voice International Student Publication, and today I will be your host. Before talking a little bit about what we've done these previous weeks during our holidays and as well what all the shows about presenting the voice, I would like to invite all of our listeners to follow us on our social media. So in the first place, you can go ahead and check our different articles on our website. You can find us as thevoiceluven.be or under the video website under the voice tab. On Facebook, you can look for us as The Voice International Student Publication, on Instagram as thevoice.kluven or The Voice Student Magazine. On Spotify, Podcast.com and Mixcloud, you can find all of our podcasts and exclusive interviews as The Voice on Radio. As well, you can find us as The Voice KU Leuven. So after these six months, we had like a small break as well during summer, during the months of July and August, and we had like a holiday special last week with an amazing interview with Philip Mersman, the curator from an event in Brussels from the Planetarium Poetry Fest. Before going into depth in what The Voice is and of course presenting some of our news for the new segment, I would like to introduce our first song. The first song is actually a cover, you know, that we like to play covers sometimes here because we don't like to play the mainstream songs, but some mainstream songs that are covered by new artists are amazing. So the original song is actually by The Cure and the uh, original writer and as well the singer of this song, Robert Smith, describes this song as a throw your hands in the air, let's get happy kind of record and a very naive, happy type of pop song. Friday never 
That was Friday I'm in Love by Phoebe Bridgers. And we are ready for our news segment. This is a segment that Philip, a friend of ours, introduced last year and people have loved it. So usually during our news segment, we try to cover some of the latest news regarding K-11 and as well some interesting topics in Belgium or sometimes worldwide. In the first place, let's start by addressing an email that all students received at the beginning of this week, where Rector Luxels opened the academic year with a call for debate. His aim is to make the university an environment where everyone can feel safe, accepted and respected. And there's as well a new initiative, like a new program called K-11 Engage, that aims to motivate and stimulate students and different staff members to engage for, let's say, some groups that are in vulnerable positions. So if you've, as you've noticed, if you're doing like your master thesis or master research, you can go to different parts of the world, usually it is called like countries in the south, where you can do research helping the most vulnerable societies and as well, for instance, for the psychology faculty and the criminology faculty, you can go and do some research as well in the different prisons in Belgium, like to discuss different interesting topics regarding to these subjects. Additionally, we have uh, that this year four ERC starting grants, some grants awarded for science research, were assigned for four K-11 researchers. I will mention very briefly these four different research and of course if you're not a scientist it might be hard to understand some of the technical words here but we'll try to make it as clear as possible for you. So the first project that was embraced by one of the ERC starting grants is the impact of negative experiences on the brain. So it was it is a matter of analyzing how aversive experiences are processed in our minds, well, in our brains, and as well which specific neuropeptides have an impact on these experiences and as well what we would do if we have this experience once again after having lived it once. And of course they cannot test this on normal brains or, <laughs> or brains from people, so they're using roundworms as they have mini brains that have very similar neuropeptides for the specific signals they're trying to analyze in human experiences. 
The second research selected was a better cooking pot for cell lights. And this aims to improve the production process of catalysts. So cell lights are a subclass of catalysts, like sponges, and basically the aim of this research is to be able to control processes during the synthesis of these catalysts rather than before or after the process. So, in other words, just to increase the efficiency. The third uh, research that was granted with this grant was fighting rare diseases. So it's an analysis on the ADA2 deficiency caused by a shortage of the adenosine dioaminase 2 enzyme that causes vascular inflammation and among other different things. And the last research selected was harvesting electricity from waste heat. So once again, this is a research on finding alternatives way of producing electricity from organic materials and in this case with semiconducting polymers in order to increase of course the performance and the efficiency. The next article that we have for our news segment is Brussels to get its first baby hatch. At first I was not going to include this article but I thought it was something very interesting because I had never seen it in my life before and apparently they have it everywhere in the world and I was really impressed with the concept that is something very nice. So a baby hatch basically is a place where mothers that cannot take care of their children, well, of their babies, can leave the baby there anonymously. So Belgium had already had one in Antwerp that was developed by a non-profit organization called Mothers for Mothers and it started in 2000. And so far there have been 18 babies handed in there in this baby hatch. And the second baby hatch that is being proposed that will be open, if I'm not mistaken, one of these following weeks will be in Brussels and is um, pushed by the Corvia Association and is basically to create a safe environment where people can leave behind a baby child when they are unable to care for it. And the last, and of course not the least important of the articles for the news segment, is that Leuven was named the 2020 European Capital of Innovation. And of course it is for the use of innovation to improve residents' lives. We know that here in Leuven we have this 2030 project to make all of the different buildings as well the experiences here self-sustainable. So it's a very nice award and hopefully we'll be able to see some of the investment they will do with this money during our academic years and well if you see something very interesting of course remember you can write an article on that you can write to us and then we'll be happy to learn more about this topic as well we had like a very long news segment but we already like to move on with the voice but before moving on to mention what the voice is and to present our two guests for today let's go for our second song our second song is an original song, so it's not a cover anymore, and it's called Waiting on an Angel by Ben Harper. Waiting on an angel One to carry me home Hope Lift me up so that I 
That was Waiting on an Angel by Ben Harper. And as always, I like to give like fun facts about the songs that we listen to. And the fun fact about this song is that last year it was the 25th anniversary of Welcome to the Cruel World album, which is the album that features this song. And something very particular that has this album is a hidden song. Something that it's not that common nowadays, but it was really common a lot of years ago. And I don't know if you know about this, um, all of our listeners, but I'll tell you like the little story of the hidden songs. So before, when we didn't have these streaming services, people would have to buy the different CDs or even the cassettes to listen in their different little small devices rather than streaming it on your iPhone. And the hidden songs, con well, the hidden song concept was that at the end of the album with the last song, you would have like a gap of silence. And after a long time, you would have an a new song, like a surprise song that is not included as the track list of the album. And back in time, people were not able to see like the duration, the specific duration of the songs while playing them, but they had to play as well the whole album straight. So of course it's something as a surprise, as not something you expect, and it's if you're like playing the album and then you just go to cook and you forget about stopping it after the last song, you will be able to find this hidden song. 
There are some albums that still work with this and you can find it in the streaming services. So you'll see that the last song in some albums lasts like 10 to 15 minutes and you'll be wondering, wow, that's a lot for a song. The thing is that actually it has a hidden song, so you'll see that there is a very huge gap in the middle. So this was a little fun fact about this specific album and about the concepts of the hidden songs back in time. Sometimes nowadays that can happen as well. So I invite you every time you're streaming an album on Spotify to take a look at the last song and see. Maybe you'll be surprised and listen to a new song from your favorite artist. And now we are ready to talk about The Voice. So here we are presenting our two editors-in-chief for the magazine, The Voice International Publication. These are David and Bernica, and I would like to welcome you, David and Bernica. How are you today? Hi, Nicholas. Thanks for your very nice introduction and that interesting tidbit about hidden songs. Um, so today we want to talk about The Voice because this is our first live radio show. We're getting ready for the new academic year and we're very excited to start publishing articles again and in general keep the general student population in Leuven and our wider public aware of what is happening in the world and in Leuven that is interesting, exciting, arty and all kinds of fascinating things that our, our writers like to cover. Currently we've been focusing a lot on poetry and we've publishing, been publishing a lot of poems and we also attended a very special event on poetry at the Brussels Planetarium. But I think uh, my co-editor-in-chief here, Varnica, will give more details on the actual sections that we have for the magazine. Thank you, David. And uh, as David mentioned earlier, uh, we do have a lot of sections for the magazine and they are basically divided among arts and culture, opinion and politics, living in Leuven and on science. Uh, for the arts and culture section, as David mentioned, we will be covering the Brussels Planetarium Poetry Fest that happened on 11th and 12th September. And uh, right now we are focusing a lot on the poetry collection by our PR manager, Kesha. She has published a lot of poems on uh, feminism, on uh, masculinity, and it would be, it's my recommendation to ch check them out. Uh, we have also published a lot of uh, uh, articles on mental health care in our opinions and politics section, uh, or plea for more philosophy for mental health care, etc., etc. And uh, we hope that this year we'll be able to reach out to much more people, a greater audience, and uh, we hope to get much more contributions for uh, the other sections as well. Indeed. So if there are any people listening right now who would like to contribute to the magazine, you can always reach us through our email, which is thevoice at loco.be. And you can send us your articles or ask us if you if we want you to write about something and you can join the team and we can see uh, exactly how you can contribute. So we're always looking for new talent uh, in any shape or form and also to participate in these radio shows. Yes, indeed. So as David was mentioning, it's not only the magazine itself where you can collaborate, but as well, we have our weekly radio show that is as well a podcast. So as you've noticed, we go live every Friday in collaboration with Radio Scorpio from 5 to 6 on 106 FM locally in Leuven. And of course, you can find our podcast afterwards on the different podcast platforms, Spotify.com, Mixcloud and Podcast.com. So we've had a lot of shows. It was an initiative that started a few years ago and we've covered around 30 shows so far. And we're hoping to do more shows, more shows every week for every academic year from now. And hopefully we will renovate ourselves time after time. 
I will explain, well, I give, I'll give a little overview of some of the shows we've already had and some of the topics that we cover typically. If you're interested in either having your own show or as well gathering ideas and be a guest in our show, it would be a pleasure to have you as well. And the show we had for our holiday special was an interview, as I was mentioning at the beginning of the show, with Philip Mersmont, and it was a behind the scenes of the Brussels Planetarium Poetry Fest. Before going to the summer holidays, we had as well an interview with a scientist called Joana Rocha Pereira, and it was a discussion on COVID-19 and what to expect for these upcoming months. So there we discussed the COVID-19, as well what were the chances of having a vaccine this year, as well what would happen if eventually the COVID-19 becomes an endemic virus, and as well the social responsibility that students would have uh, to have for this new academic year. And some other shows, just to mention random shows, we've had other inter interviews with different associations. So we've had some science-focused associations and as well volunteering like ISEC. So for instance, with ISEC, we had a discussion on building cross-cultural understanding across different nations and the different programs that they offer for students and as well for staff at K Leuven. But the show is not only about interviews. It's as well about going crazy and letting our knowledge fly and be very creative. So we've had some shows on literature as well on analyzing different words and on knowledge. We had one that was very interesting called Sapereaude or not, and it was like some thoughts on knowledge and their own invisible limits. So I invite you to listen to some of these shows. They're very interesting as um, David was mentioning as well. We've had some live poetry in our shows. So we've had poetry in English, in French, in Italian, in so many languages and as well not only poems but normal literature and pieces of art so if you're interested just come and join us and something that is very special that we started last semester and we're hoping to do this semester as well is having specific shows for specific countries or regions in the world so last semester we had like a latin american section where we had two shows, one on protest and the other one is on music, and was like discovering not only the beauties of Latin America, but as well the politics and what is the political situation in time that has caused some regimes as the regimes nowadays, such as the one of Maduro in Venezuela. And we're hoping for this semester to have at least one on Italy, so to discuss the politics and the beautiful things in Italy that I know that is our perfect holidays destination for, well, when we are not in COVID times. And well, I just invite you to take a look and to listen to our shows. And if you're interested to join us as David said. And we are ready for our third song of this show. This song, it's very particular with the name. And just to give you an idea of what you can expect from this song, some other songs from the album where this song is included are called Shepherd's Dog, Pagan Angel, A Poor Road Cat, White Tooth Man, House by the Sea. So very special names, very experimental, but that's the beautiful, well, the beauty of independent music. You can go ahead and go crazy and gather your ideas and talk about whatever you want in a song and make it sound as beautiful as you can. So next song is called Flightless Bird, American Mouth by Iron and Wine.
that was Flightless Bird, American Mouth by Iron and Wine. And now we are ready to talk about Leuven and as well what our experiences have been since we first arrived. Because as all of the newcomers nowadays in Belgium, we were as well newcomers a few years ago. Right, David? Amarnika? Yeah. <laughs> and well, first, I would like to know how, how were those days for you? The first days that you were in Leuven, that you didn't know anyone around and that you just had to go outside and explore. Um, for me, it was quite um, hectic because I made the smart decision of waiting until I arrived here to actually find a place to live. So I booked an Airbnb for two weeks and then just got here and started looking on Facebook groups, on the official like and website to see where I could like actually rent a place to live. Because I really wanted to be able to see the place and see, okay, is this where I really want to live and ask people here. Uh, and also the decision for me to come here came fairly late on, so we'd already missed all of the deadlines for student residences. Uh, and it was it was very stressful because I realized uh, early on that a lot of places had already been taken and there wasn't that much available. But uh, after that initial shock, I then managed to find uh, quite a few people who were either changing where they were staying or weren't staying anymore and they were trying to find someone to replace them. And that's how I found the, the current studio where I'm staying at, right next to the botanical garden with like a view on Leuven. So I, I'm really happy with it. Uh, so I'm kind of glad I waited until then and put myself through that stress for the first few weeks, but then it was fine. You were very lucky. <laughs> yeah. And how was it for you, Vernika? Uh, well, for me, uh, since I come from India, it was a big cultural shock for me. Uh, everything was so different, like even the little things. Uh, I mean, when I think about my first days in Leuven, I remember being so confused about shifting from uh, the left side of the road to the right side of the road because all vehicle, vehicles in India are on the left side of the road. I almost collided into a car on the first day because you know, my mind was all confused. Uh, it was just so different, the architecture, the food, the people. And it was uh, the, the first, I think for the first two days, it didn't, uh, I didn't even come to the realization that I'm in Europe. It was my first time to be in Europe and everything was just, it was surreal. And uh, I now realize that my first days went a lot smoother because I uh, I was able to talk to some Indians who were already living in Leuven. They told me where I could go to eat, where I could go and buy Indian spices, where I can stay, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think it was a little bit smoother than what David experienced. But uh, if if I could uh, describe it in one word, it would be surreal because just because it was so different from what I was generally used to. And what did you, what were you expecting before moving to Belgium? What was like that ideal that you had in your mind of what moving to Europe would be? Moving to Europe, for me, it was it was a dream, like it is for most Indians, uh, to come to a place where there are less vehicles, where there are less people, where the architecture is so different. It, it was honestly, it was it was a dream. That's why for like at least two to three days, I didn't even realize that realization came a little bit late to me that I'm already in Leuven. And it, it, it was it was just huh, it was surreal as i said before and uh, my expectations from belgium were um i i was 
it it met all of the expectations i had i expected things to go smoothly i expected things to be very systematic very manageable I, what i was not expecting was uh, the weather to change so quickly what i was not expecting was uh, the food to be so so different what i was not expecting was uh, uh were so less people etc so i think for for me uh when i came to lewin for the first time i was very happy because uh apart from the weather and the food etc it 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 was everything that i had expect everything that i had hoped for so well but that's very nice and david i know that you were living in antwerp before moving to lewin and then before antwerp you were living all across the world in different places what has been like that highlight of belgium and in a specific of lewin after having lived in so many places? Um, that's a good question. I honestly kind of fell in love with Belgium when I arrived here. I, I just wanted to go somewhere else after having studied in the UK and it wasn't as big of a, a culture shock as it would have been for Varnica here. Um, but I had no preconceived idea of what it could be like. I knew they had very nice cities, nice chocolate and fries. So it sounded like a good place to come uh, and live. Uh, and then I lived uh, in Antwerp for a year while I was doing my uh, master's internship. And that was that was very nice. It was a very vibrant city. The people were quite nice and there was a lot of like history and architecture was very impressive with so many beautiful buildings. So that is something that like really want, made me want to explore the country more and find out more about its history. And then I came to Leuven and decided I wanted to study here. So I visited the city as well a bit before coming. And I, I really liked it as well. It was less busy and vibrant than Antwerp, but it still had all of the history and all of the beautiful buildings and parks and lots of students and lots of activities. So for me, it, it was a very, very nice experience. And it is one of the, the nicest places I've lived in uh, from across the globe. So I've also lived, uh, originally I'm from Venezuela. So I lived near the capital city, Caracas. That's maybe more similar to Varnica's experience in India. A lot more people, a lot busier, um, less historical buildings with like dating back from the Middle Ages. And then I also lived uh, in the US, which is also more people, more modern. So coming to Europe was very different in that sense, in that you had all of this history, much smaller cities, smaller buildings, less people, more of a culture of food and very specific food and beers and all the glasses. It was very exciting overall. <laughs> Not you were mentioning the beers and the glasses. It's like fun fact about Belgium, indeed, that for each beer that you can find in Belgium, you can find a specific glass for that beer. And even for the special editions, so for instance, you have this Schuf, that is my favorite beer in Belgium, and for each of the different Schufs, you have a different glass. So I don't remember the total number of, of glasses that they are in total and the number of beers in total in Belgium, but I would invite you to, to take a look on Google and find out. And I have to ask you if both of you, well, first, both of you drink beer. Yep. Yes. All right. Now, after some time being in Belgium and having tried so many different beers, what is your favorite beer? 
well, my favorite beer is the same as yours, actually. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I, actually, I, I didn't mention this before, but one of the things that I absolutely love about Belgium is how open people are, because I come from a country which is very conservative, uh, especially for uh, women regarding uh, them drinking alcohol and going out at night and just... Uh, uh, and and that sort of thing was also very different for me. And I think it's one of my favorite parts about Belgium that I feel very, very much free and uh, a little bit more open than I usually was in India. Yeah, indeed. And and as well as just the fact that Belgium is such a beer culture exactly. that you, you learn to drink here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and I, I, I absolutely love that. And Le Chouf, as I, meant, as I mentioned before, it's my favorite beer. And uh, yes, my favorite thing about Belgium probably is the beer. It's amazing. <laughs> it's very nice. And for you, David? For me, it's interesting because I'm not usually a, a beer drinker. So I didn't really used to drink beer outside of Belgium. And then I came to Belgium and there's this whole beer culture and there's the glasses. So, of course, you have to try it. So I've tried a lot of beers now. And there's, I think, a beer for everybody. One of my favorites is the, the Triple d'Anvers, mostly because the glass is really nice and fancy. It's a really bright golden color with a, a lovely flavor. And you have the Antwerp skyline around the glass. So you can have like a river of beer with the buildings of Antwerp around it. And I think that's just very nice. That is amazing. And that's the fun part about the glasses, that there are so so many special glasses. For instance, there are these two beers, the Quack and the Cornet, I think are called. So for the Quack, they said, I tried once, it didn't work for me. So I think it's just a myth, but some people say it's actually true that when you drink with a glass of Quack, when you are like halfway with your beer, it will make Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Need to try it. Yeah. It's fun fact. Um, yeah, I tried. It didn't work out that fine, but some people have tried and they say that it's true. So one of the many Belgian myths. One of the fun things about the quack is when somebody orders it, if you steal the, the wooden support that you have for the glass, because it's rounded at the bottom, they just can't put it down afterwards. <laughs> oh, so you have to keep on holding on to yep. it. Uh, yeah. That, that's why, as well, something I've learned with the time and more here in Leuven is that when you want to have like a good Belgian beer, you have to select the perfect place for it. Because in many places, they will not give you the specific glasses, so you cannot have the whole experience as the experience that David mentioned. But you really have to go to those spots. For instance, one that I would recommend to all of our listeners that want to try the huge variety of beers is Café Belge in the Audemars. I don't know if you have like any personal recommendation. Oh, yeah, I, I always had my beer. Uh I always have my beers at Café Belge and all of my first trials of Le Chouf, Vedette, uh, everything has been in Café Belge. My recommendation also. Yeah, I think it's the best place and many students don't like it. I don't know why I think because it's a bit more expensive. Because if you want to have an Estella, you wouldn't go to Café Belge. Mm -hmm. You would go to a different place. It's if you really want to have the beer experience, go to Café Belge. Now you have like to scan a code to enter and wait in line, but usually there are not that many people in this one. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go ahead, you can go ahead and try one of the many beers that Belgium has to offer. And from the Belgian gastronomy that, of course, coming from our countries is not that that is special per se. What has been like the most impacting or the most delicious dish, Belgian dish that you have tried? Like the fries, the waffles? The fries are, are very, very nice. I don't know how they manage for fries to be so good here, no matter where you go. I think there's some special law that prohibits people from making bad <laughs> fries. 
but I also found out that apparently there's actually a specific law on how you can make mayo to go with fries. Oh. And there's like a specific recipe that you have to follow and otherwise it cannot be legally considered mayo. <laughs> that's and again, that's one thing that uh, I don't particularly like mayo usually, but here in Belgium with fries would sound weird to people outside of Belgium, but it is really good. But, but it's true, but it's true. And, and as well, one realizes, I mean, coming from Latin America, I don't know, you're coming from India, David, you might have the same perspective. For us, basically, fries are with ketchup. Yes. And you oh, come yes. here in Belgium and <laughs> people don't eat it with ketchup. It's something that if you do it, you're offending the Belgian culture. <laughs> you have to do it with the mayonnaise or with the many sauces that as well Belgium has to offer, like the tartare or the cocktail. That's the way Belgians do it. Yeah. So many sauces you can choose from. <laughs> <laughs> and as well, for all of the drunk students out there enjoying their time in Audemark, you will have a good time enjoying a good durum or something before Sorry, well, either before or after drinking. And again, you can try all of the different sauces in your durums. We're going to have a little music break and then we'll be back to having some more interesting conversation on Belgium and nice things to see and places to visit. So the next song is again a cover and... When I chose this song, I wanted to look for something nice, uh, but as well special that you would not normally look on Spotify or on YouTube. This is a song actually from the Muppets show, and it was written for this specific movie, but the original movie from the 60s, I believe. And it is commonly sang by Kermit the Frog, and it's the typical song that you can see Kermit the Frog playing, I think it's a ukulele or a guitar, I'm not sure. And this next song is called Rainbow Connection, and it is a cover by Sleeping at Last. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. Rainbows have nothing to hide So we've been told and some choose to believe it I know the wrong way to see Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers and me Who said that every wish would be heard and answered and wished on the morning star Somebody thought of that and someone believed it and look what it's done so far Have you heard voices 
That was Rainbow Connection by Sleeping at Last. We were mentioning the different sauces that Belgium has to offer, but as well, now that we're, we're referring to the fries, and one of the tricks that I know of the secrets in Belgium is that they use two different temperatures of the oil. So when you fry the, well, when you fry the fries, basically you do it first at one temperature and then you do it at a different temperature. Something that for us is not that common. We just have like the normal frying pan and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that's one of their tricks. I think there's also a special kind of potato that they use that makes particularly good fries. Yeah, <laughs> probably. And now moving back to the culture and the differences compared to our home countries, what has been like the most shocking part about Belgium culture or the personality of Belgium people here? The uh, most shocking part? Oh. Well, uh, I mean, not, not shocking negative, but what it's that thing that is really different from your culture that you're like, okay, it's very interesting to see that there are people that believe or behave this way and it's normal for them, but for us could be a bit different. Not as something bad, but just something that is quite different to your culture. Well, one thing that I have definitely noticed and a lot of my Belgian classmates and Belgians living in my building have confirmed uh as I mentioned before, I come from a very conservative country, which is very deep rooted in religion. And uh, I, I really uh, I'm, I'm very fascinated and I almost respect the view that Belgians have of religion, because in my country, oftentimes religion, the religious differences, they are uh, they are often used or exploited in a very negative way. So I like the fact of the Belgian culture that that's never a stopping point for them. It's very, uh, it's 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 not something that hampers with their growth. And that was something that I really appreciate in Belgium, uh, which was very different. And I noticed it just in the first few days that I was there. Uh, this this uh, this this different view of cultures, of politics, which does not hamper with their personal growth. And I, and I, it's a big difference for me. And I, I really respect that, actually. So it was not that it was not a shock, but a surprise, a very pleasant surprise for me, at least. I don't know if David felt the same way. Um, for me, the, the culture here wasn't that different from what I was used to. So before this, I lived in the UK and before that in France. So in, in terms of their, their views on religion and their openness, it's fairly similar. What is for me very different is something a bit more practical mm -hmm. in the sense that they really have this bike culture. You cycle everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and my colleagues at work are still very shocked that I don't have a bike yet. <laughs> but Levin is so small that I, I really don't see the, the need for it. In Antwerp, I had a bike and it was great. There was these bike lanes that you could take 
all the way straight to the center of town and not have to like interact with cars at any point. And it's it's flat all the time, so you don't really have even need for gears. So you can just go straight all the time, little effort. It's a very good way of getting around. And well, now we are ready to discuss our top five cities to visit in Belgium and to have like a little debate if we don't agree with something here. And so we all have our list. So I'll let you mention your top five, both of you. So for me, my top five are uh, the first one, Antwerp, then Bruges, then third one, Ghent, fourth one, Lier. And for fifth, I couldn't quite decide. So I went for either Mechelen or Dinan. And for me, the number one is also Antwerp, then Brussels, uh, and then Namur, Ghent, and Bruges. For me, I don't agree with Antwerp as the first city, but okay. My top five is Bruges, Ghent, Brussels, Antwerp, and Ostend. So, so now, why would you say that Antwerp would be your first city? I'm very curious about it. So I'm quite biased because I, I lived in Antwerp and fell in love with the city. So I'll start with, uh, Var I'll let Varnica start and then just nod in the background. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, since in uh, uh, this is also a little bit biased opinion, but I'm fond of it, it. And it's also a very controversial controversial opinion. I'm very fond of large cities with the hustle and bustle, uh, the public transportation, the cars, the people and everything. So when I visited Antwerp for the first time, it was just the perfect mix for me. The train station was so beautiful. It had its own style of architecture, but it also had the hustle and bustle of a big city. Um, uh, it was the first time that I visited a Chinatown in any city in the world. So that was a very new experience for me. So my favorite is Antwerp just because it's, for me, it's the perfect mix between uh, a very large city, the commotion of a large city and the charm of a small, quaint city. So that, that's why Antwerp is my favorite. And I think David likes it because you also lived there for one year. So I'm sure that this makes sense to you. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's a very nice combination of a very vibrant metropolitan city. So it's the, the second biggest city in Belgium with a population of half a million, I think. So there's there's a lot going on. Every time you go to the city center, there's some event happening. Maybe not so much now, but uh, I do think they're still organizing a few things. Uh, and of course, uh, when you mentioned the, the central station, I, again, had very little idea of Belgium when I arrived here. I'd been before visiting, but when I first arrived to Antwerp, was the first time I'd ever been here. I arrived to the, the central station from uh, Amsterdam. And as I was taking the, the stairs up to this beautiful cathedral of a station, I was just in awe. <laughs> I vividly remember that first memory of arriving and being like, where have I come to? What is this place? And yeah, I think that's one of the main reasons. Uh, it's the first city I arrived to when I, I came to live here. And I met so many nice people while living there, so many activities that we did together and explored the city. Um, first place where I, I tried all of these amazing fries and the waffles. So there's a lot of memories uh, tied to Antwerp. Yeah, I agree with the part with the cathedral. It's really beautiful. <laughs> and personally, I really like the Sioux of Antwerp as well. But again, it's because it brings like childhood memories because I went there when I was very small. So of course it brings like some charm to the city. 
But I, what I don't like is what Bernica actually likes of it, that it's kind <laughs> of a big city. Uh, it's like, I like it if I were to choose a place to live in, in Belgium, mm-hmm. but I don't like it as a place to visit because indeed it's too big and sometimes it's like this mixed architecture, sometimes I would feel it's like a little bit bipolar, the city. Uh, as I said before, it's a very controversial opinion. Yeah. Most people <laughs> disagree with me that because most people, uh, the reason why they like Leuven is because it's tiny and it's cute and it's quaint. And um, for me, that's that was the charm of Antwerp. It was big and it was cosmopolitan and there were people everywhere. So I think it reminds me of home. That's why I like No, I and I agree. So. It's a really beautiful city. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not. It's really beautiful, and it is really worth it to visit. If you yeah. are in Belgium, you have to go. Of course, to yes. And, and uh, I would like to interject here that uh, usually I'm one of those people who doesn't like big cities, <laughs> so I'm not a fan of Brussels. Hence, why it's <laughs> not in my list. <laughs> But uh, Antwerp is nice because it still has that beautiful aspect of a, a small city. But I do agree uh, with Nicholas that it is not a touristy city, so. You don't usually find it in the top five of tourist destinations, I think, in in most books. So it's mostly Bruges or Ghent or some of the smaller cities because Antwerp's not really designed with tourists in mind as much. Like, of course, they, they have tourism and you have a tourism office there, but you don't really see tourists that much there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mainly, you would see many tourists in, well, Brussels, Bruges and Ghent, as you were yes. saying. Yeah. Those are like the top three touristic places. But if you really want to discover Belgium, you have to go to Antwerp. Yes, it's, that's true. It's really worth it. And we're running out of time, so I would like to get like a final comment on one of your other four cities. Like, which one would you recommend and why? So for something uh, slightly different from what is uh, currently on the list, uh, I mentioned Lier, and that wasn't mentioned by any of the others. That's because it's a very tiny city uh, right outside of Antwerp. And I also really liked it when I first went there. It's similar to Leuven in that it's very small. It's actually even smaller than Leuven. But it has this beautiful clock tower with like really nice design. And it's just a very nice old uh, Belgian city with a lot of history behind it. So it's very easy to just walk around and explore the city and get a feel for it. And, uh, well, my recommendation for uh, all the people uh, would be to visit Brussels once. And the reason why Brussels is so high on my list is because it has just wonderful museums. And I've always been fascinated by art and history. So the museums of Brussels, I when I went there for the first time, I could just explore the Museum of Art. And it took one full day just because of how massive it is. And another city that I can recommend, which is a little bit untouched, people don't go there a lot, is Namur. That was a very a pleasant surprise for me and I really enjoyed my time there. It's very quaint and uh, I highly recommend it because it has a little bit of touch of French architecture and also has its own Belgian elements, so. Yeah, I agree and indeed, To all of our listeners, you can go ahead and ask for recommendations as well in our The Voice group on Facebook. And yes, unfortunately, we've run out of time. But thank you very much, David and Bernica, for being here with us. Hopefully, we'll have you in another occasion to discuss either more about Belgium or different topics regarding more our areas of expertise or just for fun. So thank you very much for being here as well. One more time, I would like to tell all of our listeners to follow us on our social media. If you want, of course, you can find our articles on our website, thevoiceluven.be or on vito.be under The Voice tab, on Facebook as The Voice International Student Publication, on Instagram.
Instagram as TheVoice.KLuven or The Voice Student Magazine. On Spotify, Podcast.com and Mixcloud, you can find us as The Voice on Radio. So thank you very much, David. Thank you very much, Vernika. Thanks, thank Nicholas, you. for having yeah. us. Yeah. And now we are ready for our last song. So I chose this song because it's one of my favorite songs and it has a very deep message nowadays, considering Trump's government. And of course, I had to make it political. But regarding Trump's government and as well of this crisis in the world with Russia, with Venezuela, even in Europe with Poland and with Belarusia, I think it's called in English. This last song is called Fake Empire. And in an interview that the vocalist of this band, the national Matt Beringer, Hat, basically, he mentioned this song to be a song for a generation lost to disillusion and apathy. And that is basically where you can't deal with the reality of what's really going on. So let's just pretend that the world's full of bluebirds and ice skating. So this last song is called Fake Empire by The National. Super late tonight Picking apples Making pies Put a little something In our lemonade And take it with us We're half awake In a fake empire We're half awake In a fake empire Tiptoe through our Shiny city with our diamond slippers on. Do our gay ballet nights. Bluebirds on our shoulders. We're half awake in a fake empire. We're half awake in a fake empire. 